for mediocre millennial advice welcome so i know that last episode kaylin went first with her highs and cries so i'm just gonna go right in my cry is that i opened a bottle of wine just now cork (laughs) dissolved into the bottle so what the fuck fiber yeah i'm just gonna eat fiber like or drink fiber but (laughs) it's not what i wanted i'm still gonna drink it i'm not gonna waste the wine but for sure my cry and it just happened so I'm hoping that this recording goes well. I know. I feel like your life's not that bad if that's your lay low. It's not. But it also means that I'm a cheap bitch and I can't (laughs) dump wine down the drain. So that's how it is. But high for this week was that I ordered food at work and I just out on a whim did Benihana. I said, you know, I'm going to get the lunch boat. It's going to be delicious. It shows up and it's just like 10 containers of shit and i i open it all it's all raw fish and sushi it's a spread i ate a fiber bar and she had so funny there's a picture of it so we'll we'll post that it's good but just my full spread in front of me caitlin with her bar i also think i stunk up the entire room of just fish which i felt terrible for but it was for my own pleasure so i'm just glad that i got to experience a delicious lunch for not that much money, honestly. Like Twelve dollars. Well, I also well, yeah, because I got five dollars off because they're late. That's crazy. It's just that was a lot of food. It was a win. Much. It really was. So, basic highs and cries, but no, we're here for it. Bad. It's all about food and wine, which is on brand. We're here. Yeah. It's good. What about you, Caitlin? For highs, I would say I'm going to New York this weekend. So excited I'm super excited for it. I've never been. And Tara and anyone who's been my friend since eighth grade knows that this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Because long story short, and I'm just going to bring this up because I always bring it up. There is a trip at this Sailing Home Middle. the second time you brought I'm it up. I'm upset. Oh, I, did I? Okay, yes, whatever. Yes, I'm gonna, I hope my parents listen to this. I hope they feel bad. Um... There was a trip and everyone got to go to D.C. and, like, New York, and I get to go. And that was the worst spring break ever. Bitter. Also, my so birthday bitter. was over that spring break. When that I, been that was salt to the wound. Okay. Yeah, it would have been perfect if my parents cared about me that week. But well, they didn't. But it's <laughs> they fine. They said nope. It was expensive. It was, like, $2,000. Yeah. Which well, is a lot. I mean, now you get to go on a trip and yeah, pay and for it and then also do whatever the fuck you want instead yeah, of with drink. a drink. Yeah. yeah. Be, it'll be a really fun time. I just remember my parents were like, you can go with your uncle to D.C. And I was like... No, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. the same. Oh, my friend. No, mom. But so I'm really excited for that. I'm visiting my friend David and Sam. It's just me. A really fun time. Yeah. I've, like, I, there's just like so much you. I want to see. That's like, that's major separation anxiety. That's probably the first time you've been gone for that amount of time. Yeah. And I'm just here. Well, and then and I'm, I'm gone. We're rot. here for a day together and then you leave. Yeah. Half. So it's, it's a lot. It's separation. really sad. Tara, it's, whatever she has to see me for a day, like hugs me and she's like how are you doing and i was like i swear i saw you 12 hours ago i need to know okay <laughs> lots can happen you never know I mean, your dad does the same thing check it bomb on your friends <laughs> your friends need you whenever i walk in your house your dad's like I miss every you. time he knows you're coming over he now rushes downstairs to get a glass of water oh yeah forces i don't you drink, to drink water it. it's fine that's classic that could be my low but uh, all right so my cry is that i've just been super anxious this week oh. it's a very basic one um why did i say oh okay. <laughs> Tara cares a lot. Tara's like, oh, that. That That's issue a major you have. Thing that you have. 
It's very stressed out. I don't know whether it's because I debilitating yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> just wreaking yeah, havoc. Yeah, I'll never have an episode on mental health because of how she is as a person. But it's fine. Um, yeah, just I don't. I think it's because I have a trip coming up or something. But it's just been a little bit stressed out at work and anxious. But I think, I think things are going on the up. Just yeah. because having a good trip going up, trying yeah, to stay positive. Good. No, it's going to be a fun time, for sure. I'm excited yeah. for you. Plus, stories. I know, true. Content. Get ready for the stories next week, yeah. guys. Whoa. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. So this week's really exciting because we have our first mediocre guest. She owns five chickens. She just moved back in with her parents. She is my best friend for the past 12 years and now my coworker. She also was voted most likely to win a Nobel Prize in high school, but she just hasn't gone around to doing that yet. Just some character flaws about her before I bring her on and really introduce her, roast her. She's obsessively correcting people's grammar. She yells at people for texting while driving. We know her. We love her. Everyone, please welcome Erica Carnahan. Hello. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. So we have you on today just because... We know that you are somewhat of an expert with talking about body image, which is our topic for the day. But Such before, an <laughs> just, just a mediocre <laughs> expert, really. Um, before we get into that topic, Kayla and I just want you to kind of give a backstory of you mm-hmm. um, and what you're all about. My life story? Yeah. Great. No, we don't have time for that. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Give summary. A, uh, yeah, a synopsis of your life. Yeah. So, hi, my name's Erica, obviously. Um, I was born and raised in San Diego, just like Tara. Right? Well, <laughs> I don't even know my own best friend. So, she was right? not born here. <laughs> Look, she was not born here. It's fine. Okay, but I was raised here, too. Um, and, yeah. So, I went off to college, UC Santa Barbara, go chose. Uh, then I, for the last two years, I was working for a missionary organization. I was a missionary up at UC Berkeley, go Bears. And now I recently, as Tara said, moved back in with my parents in sunny San Diego. And I work with Tara and for her parents as a content creator. So it's spend, around life. Truly. It is around life. I spend most of my days writing for people. Just slaving <laughs> away. It's a good, yeah. it's a good old time. It's Just good. for clarification too, Caitlin, Erica, and I all went to the same high school. Yes. Caitlin's a year younger. So yes. that's just for clarification for listeners that don't really have any backstory on us. But yes, we all went to the same high school. So we're familiar with each other. But we also all, well, Erica and I were close, but we weren't super close with Caitlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of your backstory, but Caitlin, yeah. so I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. Great. But. <laughs> Delve into it. Give us a little bit of body image? background. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So with body image, it's actually interesting because I didn't even really realize, I think that a lot of mental health issues go this way, but I didn't really realize that I was struggling with it until uh, I was pretty deep into it. And so um, about five years into really bad disordered eating behaviors. Um, I had in college? Or yeah, in college. So I was a sophomore. No, sorry. I was a senior in college when I realized... Um, just how bad my body image issues had gotten, my disordered eating behaviors, and that's when I sought help for it. So for a lot of people, I think for most people, it doesn't get to the point where they think they have to go seek out help, um, which is why I think it's so important to be talking about this issue like publicly and privately, just like with your yeah, friends, yeah. because yeah, it's, and it's I understand like for me it was so difficult to ever talk about, and also it was just so normalized that I never even really thought to. Yeah, well yeah. you see it everywhere too, which I think 
people joke around about it a lot about like wanting to be really thin or having I wish sleep I, for dinner, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or just even oh, she's so anorexic. Like people use that mm, term, yeah, even just as a compliment. So I think that we were almost raised in a time where it was so normalized, like you said. So mm. no one really talks about it being such a traumatic issue that they're dealing with. And also, mm. our generation kind of was starting to go through puberty during the whole social media becoming yeah. a bigger thing. For yeah, sure. I think that played because you're not really going through puberty on your own. It's like everyone can kind of see you, yeah. and it's like documented, and it just kind of is like right, right. more. Yeah, shit. for me, it also started. I think this again is something that happens for most people just like when we're kids that's what we're so impressionable you know a psych major here pulling yeah. out my psych <laughs> skills but I still remember the first time someone made a comment to me about my body when I was in elementary school I know exactly who it is won't say her name uh, but she I remember her um, she was like a little bit I guess rounder than yeah. I was you know and I've always been super tall like off the growth charts super yeah, tall I for, stretched really long yeah. before I like filled out yeah and so and that already gives you that kind of like body magician yes. yeah so much yeah. bigger in exactly. the sense of like taller yeah. than everyone and everyone and their mother literally their mothers yeah. could like felt like they had the right to comment on that yeah like it's and I I get it sometimes it's like a you yeah. don't know what to say, so you just, like, comment on someone's appearance. We do that all the time. Mm -hmm. But I just had friends' parents who were always, like, the first thing that they would say to me is, oh, you're so tall. I was like, great. So it got to the point where I just went throughout life seriously not going a single day without someone commenting on it, like, commenting on my height. And while that wasn't on my weight, which ended up being the struggle for me later, I just kind of taught me from a really early age that appearance, like, yeah, appearance matters it, and yeah. I, that's what defines me because the first thing people see when they look at me is just a tall skinny girl you know yeah yeah um yeah and so I, and I know a lot of people think that uh people who struggle with being told that they're overweight are the ones who are really like at risk for developing eating disorders but it's really it's really anyone and it's yeah it's like it can go the opposite way too so like as I grew up and I was away from my family during college whenever I'd come back for holidays or a lot of my family lived in Santa Barbara so whenever I'd go see them on occasion since it had been like a while since I had seen them I started to pick up on when they would comment to me like oh you look really good you know or oh like have you been working out things like that just like commenting on my appearance in a positive way yeah nobody ever really commented negatively but I would notice when the comments stopped so like if I went and saw my family and they didn't say oh Eric you look really good I'd be like something is wrong like yeah. I need to go you know I just go work yeah. out yeah so I guess in some like it started when I was really young just things I picked up from my mom saying about herself like obviously were super impressionable yeah and then through high school um it like really got reinforced because I don't know early high school looking back on it obviously high school early high school relationships especially like are not at least uh the majority of them are not something that are like tend to last yeah um but a lot of my friends like Tara got her first boyfriend how old are you Great boyfriend. Yeah. It's sophomore. Right? Um. Yeah. Sophomore. So sophomore. I, in my mind, it was like everyone. For some reason, mm -hmm. I just had this perception that everyone was like coupling up, and I just like wasn't. You know, I wasn't. I yeah. didn't have a boyfriend. I was worried about like not having dates to dances and things, and so I really. That was like a motivating factor, I guess, for me. Is like, um, maybe if I look good, I'll get. Yeah. Maybe, if I look maybe the good, reason yeah. I don't. Yeah. 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 And so yeah, it was, and like that sounds really superficial, and like. Well, but in high school, like yeah. that's like your yeah. mindset is. Oh, people aren't dating me because I'm not pretty enough. I need to change for something. sure. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that and that was definitely part of it, but it was also 
I think, and I, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with me that these behaviors start as par- partially maybe that, but like also it's it has a lot to do with control. Mm-hmm. And like if you knew me in high school, you know I was like, and I still am like, I have these tendencies. Yeah very perfectionistic like I had to get I never got anything less than an A um an A grade in high school and I think that kind of just transferred over into just my whole image and what I was trying to be perceived as is like I need to be this perfect human which is so silly perfect is boring anyways (laughs) we'll get to that later I'm sure but um yeah so then I just I didn't recognize this consciously but now in hindsight and after like going through a lot of work and reflecting on myself, I noticed, like, I got my first boyfriend after, like, when I was at my thinnest mm-hmm. and at my, you know, what I would consider God, being like, so your best. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly mm-hmm. how it goes, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's like, when you're the least healthy is when something you want It's like a yeah. self-fulfilling happens, prophecy. And then now, like, oh yeah, that's why he wasn't, because I yeah. was skinny. And now exactly. you just are trained to think that that's going to happen if yeah. you view yourself that way. So that makes sense. Totally, yeah. yeah. Then I got to college and joined a sorority, and that's just like all anyone was talking about so ever bad. was just like about how much weight they wanted to lose for a date party. And I'm painting my, I love my sorority. I love, yeah. you know, all the sisters I have, all the friends that I've made yeah. through my sorority. But it was just like that was so toxic for me to be around, having come from, I was already like in a, I guess, high risk. And being um, surrounded by, like, another hundred beautiful women who exactly. you're comparing yourself to. Every day, yeah. It's like, and then you throw in social media to yeah, that, too. Exactly. It was just, like, the perfect storm. So, yeah, it wasn't until, like I said, senior year. It's actually interesting because I was leading a Bible study. You'll find out throughout this podcast <laughs> that I'm quite religious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm actually not sorry. Like, but, yeah, yeah, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. But I was leading a Bible study, um, and it was, it was in my sorority, and it, the Bible study was about image. And... I, like, had prepared for it and everything, like, didn't, nothing really out of the ordinary was happening during that. Like, I led the Bible study, and it was, like, all the girls left the room, and I just remember feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, this is something that yeah. I am so deeply struggling with. Like, mm-hmm. I put my identity so much in what I look like, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that's when I kind of started to analyze my behaviors, and, like, I've always been a, a serial journaler, so I, like, looked back in my journals. I had kept, like, a food di- food diary, and you know, recorded everything I ate obsessively on those apps um, to just, like, track calories and macros and all these things. I, like, just started following all these YouTubers who were, like, yeah. bodybuilding champions and... Working out all <laughs> yeah. the time, yeah. And I just, like, yeah, I just kind of woke up kind of in that moment to just what I had been doing to myself and just, like, how destructive it was. Um, Did yeah. you see it affecting any of your friendships or personal relationships, or do you feel like you hid it from people well? I think I hit it from people really well. So, like, the thing that comes to mind for me is uh, my mom and I are super close. We're, mm-hmm. like, best friends. And I told I tell her literally everything. Not literally, but yeah, pretty much yeah. everything, you know? And that was something that I never, ever vocalized to her. I didn't tell a soul. Mm-hmm. And when it came to actually going to seek help for it or talk about it with my friends, um, it was very intimidating because I felt almost like that was my thing. Like that was the only one thing that I had in my life that like nobody knew about that was like sacred to just myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I just like had trouble with the idea of inviting anybody else into that. Yeah. So that goes back to the sense of control and things that like my life 
felt very out of my hands as I was growing up, as I'm sure it does for a lot of people. And I just like turned to that because it was the one thing that I felt like I had a sense of control over. Is there a specific low point that you remember like during that Mm -hmm. time? Yeah. And it was actually far before I like came to this realization was when I was a senior. So I was a sophomore in college. Um, I was, this is like the height of when I was working out obsessively. I went to the gym every single day for like sometimes twice a day. Um, tried to seriously burn off like the majority of the calories that I ate. Yeah. Um, and I got in and I was eating pretty much all protein, like all meat at the time, which is so funny. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. But, um, just like so much protein. Um, and I got into like what I consider to be like very good shape, but I got, I was still very thin, but I had like some muscles, I guess. And, um, I remember getting back from the gym after a full day of class, um, and going to work out at the gym, came back to my dorm room and I just like ate everything in sight. Like I had, there are still things that I remember. Yeah. yeah. And this wasn't like a unique experience. Yeah. Like I had binged before, but this one sticks out in my mind because of just like how severe it was. And I just like, there are things that I remember eating that I still cannot eat to this day because wow. I like ate so much of it and I never have thrown up my food. Um, I guess I've just been like blessed in that yeah. way, but, uh, yeah, I just like remember laying literally on the floor of my dorm room, like what just happened and then I felt so sick for like a full day obviously that wreaks havoc on your digestive system um do you think it was a mix between like mentally you just felt because you ate all that like you felt poorly by yourself or just it was both for sure yeah Yeah. so the mental part of it is like you I just felt so much guilt obviously and shame and like just I I like even would write it in my journal like why can't I get control over this like Mm -hmm. and I think that's the first time that I wrote down in my journal like I think that this might be a problem yeah Yeah. this is actually not okay but then like uh digestively physically it also yeah definitely had effects like I don't want to be too graphic but it was just like your body when you're restricting it so much and then all of a sudden overloading it with so many calories it's just like is difficult to handle I think yeah (laughs) for a body and so um I would just like honestly go in shit blood like it was not good yeah sorry people no 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 no. we love it (laughs) I'm too comfortable talking about bodily functions so (laughs) so you don't think that your friends really noticed a big difference like did when you talked Mm -hmm. to them later like did I mean I guess you guys were close did you notice a difference I guess you weren't going to school with her um so genuinely and I feel like I haven't outright told Erica but I did see her waves of it being a main focus and her trying to get over it and move past it and then kind of the break it I I did notice but because we didn't see each other crazy like too often Mm -hmm. it wasn't one of those things that I ever vocalized because I was nervous about saying something that crossed a line and I think Mm -hmm. that's really hard for me now knowing that you were going through all of it because I wish that I had just vocalized it when I noticed it mm-hmm. like I do have a specific memory where you were doing some kind of like giveaway and you were working out a lot that summer and we were tanning a lot and you looked so good and I mean I, I think everyone goes through their own struggles with body image so I definitely have had my fair share of issues as well nothing that has really escalated to a point where I feel like I've needed to seek help but definitely has affected me being a dancer and partially the reason why I'm not dancing anymore but 
I remember you asking me to take photos of you because I was into photography. Yeah, and, I remember this, yeah. And we were in my backyard and we were taking photos and you were kind of critiquing yourself and how you didn't look so good in some. And all I saw was, holy shit, I wish I looked like that. And I think for me, it's interesting to look back on that memory because I was like, wow, I wish I looked like that. And then she doesn't see it, but also I wish I could tell myself that I didn't have to look like you mm. to feel beautiful too. Yeah, that's actually like, yeah, that's so interesting to hear because I just remember during that time, like I, there was nothing I could do to make my body look the way that I wanted it to. Like no matter how, you know, I like, seriously, I got pneumonia once, lost I don't want to like go into yeah. numbers because it could be triggering for some people, but I lost it way more weight than I had to lose. Like that yeah. I, I mean, I shouldn't have been yeah. losing any weight. Um, and even after that, like the doctor yeah. told me I was wasting away and I still was like, I need to lose weight. Yeah. It's not yeah. Enough. Yeah. And I have actually, it's interesting when it comes to friendship and like being transparent, I have a memory of being with Tara and I remember you saying something like it was not crossing the line, but I could tell that you, I could understand that there was concern on Tara's part. And that was my cue in my mind. So weird, but I just started to think like, oh, I need to do a better job of hiding this. Like, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to be experiencing like people's concern or remorse yeah. Yeah. or I don't want to be an issue for people. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And I think too, just because for me going through it in a different way, I knew that I was bothered when people talked to me about things. Like I got commented on my boobs growing and me like getting curvier before other girls and me being in ballet. That wasn't a good thing to be going through. It wasn't ideal. So I hated it when people would talk behind my back and I would find out about it. So I consciously was like, oh, I'm not going to bring this up with yeah. Erica. So yeah. that was, it's just hard because I think that now that we are older, obviously we wish we could tell our younger selves <laughs> not to be so afraid and to tell your friends when you notice something is wrong. But I think that it also comes with, I mean, not everyone is able to still talk about it. And so I think that I'm just really proud of you for feeling comfortable enough to even like come on mm -hmm. here and talk about it. Like I feel like there's people Yeah, I just that... had a moment of like, holy crap, I'm talking about like when you asked me about my low, I yeah. just had a moment of like I can't believe it. Like it flashed back to yeah. that moment. I was like <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. But so it's yeah, like cool that like you can reflect on that and mm -hmm. be like, oh yeah. This was my low, but like look how far I've come. Yeah, that's really when true. you feel comfortable talking about it and being I know. Like, an influence or stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I do think that there are so I mean, I don't know a single girl that hasn't gone through me neither. Something. Yeah. It's a huge problem. And yeah. nobody really talks about it. No. Because I, yeah. I know for me, I think I would say my lowest point is I think I've always just been surrounded by like, I've always just had very beautiful skinny friends. That's just how it's been. I've always just been the funny one. I've always just had very pretty friends. And that's, it was just kind of how like, I was like, okay, this is whatever. And it was like the turning, the summer before freshman year, I was just like, no, I was like, no, I'm going to lose weight. And I wasn't like. I look but it's like those college. it's like those tweets where it's like, oh I wish I would have I wish I was as skinny as I was when, when I, I thought, thought I was fat. fat. Yeah. yeah. And you're yes. just like, okay. Yes. And I was like, what, like fourteen? Yeah. And I like restricted my calories. Oh, freshman year of high school. Yes, this okay. This is like the summer before freshman year of high school. Young too. And I that's... lost like thirty pounds. Like and, but it was so the thing it sucks is like I'm a short girl, so like that was when BMI was still kind of legitimate. So like mm -hmm. to be my height and to be like 
healthy according to BMI. I have to be like 105 pounds. Yeah, also in case you're, if you're listening BMI, to this, BMI no, is not real. Even the person yeah. who invented BMI 200 years ago was like, oh, you can't, you can't measure fatness with this. Like 100%. No. Yeah. But it was just like one of those things I was like, okay, I'm never going to weigh 105 pounds. I do yeah. weigh 105 pounds out of the womb. Like this is not going to work <laughs> out. Um, it's a big thing. <laughs> So but it was just one of those things where I like your poor mother, <laughs> poor mom. Um, <laughs> freshman year of high school, like, and then people were like making comments. They didn't see me over the summer. I lost weight, but like it was so hard to maintain. Yeah, I like, wasn't eating at lunch. I was having like mm-hmm. a coffee for breakfast, and I just like I look back and I was like I was fifteen, like fourteen, no, fifteen. I, one of my first memories is the same thing where. I was starving. I think I had danced in the morning in high school. I danced in the morning, didn't have breakfast, and I had braces at the time, so it was partially that. Of course, (laughs) you're going through, like, a terrible time. A lot of things. I bought a, one of those like mini pizzas. Yeah. Went into a bathroom stall and scarfed it down in 30 seconds. Yeah. In high school. And just looking back on that memory, I'm like, poor Tara. Jesus Christ. I cannot believe that I had so much shame around yeah. eating because I wanted to be skinny and I didn't want yeah. food in my teeth, but like mostly yeah. because I wanted to be skinny. And it's harder too. Cause I mean, we were both in dance, but obviously your d- dancing was just like way, way well, more. Still in dan- dance. It's still general, like being yeah. watched by people. Yeah. yeah. You're looking and we talked about it. Like you're in a room surrounded by mirrors. You're looking, either looking at yourself or looking at someone else. You're automatically going to compare yourself. 100%. You're in a skin tight outfit where like, yeah. I would be like, well, I can't eat if I'm going to wear that. Yeah. Because it's so tight that, like, I'm going to look yeah. and fat. The, and and I can't. Is, like, every single person in that room is thinking the same thing. Yeah. And no one's talking about it. Yeah. Exactly. That is so stupid. Yeah. I also just had the thought, like, there's just so much to cover with this yeah. topic that it's just become such a huge passion of mine. I, like, really want to continue diving into it somehow. But anyways, it, I just had this thought while you were talking of just, like, I know that some men struggle with this. Sure. Um... So I don't want to minimize yeah. that because I know that it's there. Yeah. yeah. But I like don't see men sitting around and like having a podcast about their body yeah. image issues. Like this is yeah. just such a and it's like become kind of a feminist thing yeah. for me because it's like your life is being just robbed from you. Like yeah. it, for me, it was like I was thinking about food, exercise, what my body looked like eighty yeah. percent of the time when I was awake. Like. Yeah. All of my energy pretty much just like went to changing the way that I looked. Yeah. yeah. And just like to go to just think what with those five years, what I could have done in the world. Like with yeah. Yeah. that like wasted time. Wasted it is completely wasted time. I think it's just so important, like you said, to talk about because there's still young people who haven't, you know, gotten yeah. gone off the deep end with this yet. Yeah. But like you said, Tara, I seriously have not met a single girl or woman. Yeah. Who has not struggled with this yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. So, okay, so this is kind of touchy, but not 100% because we're just exposing, putting everything mm-hmm. on the table right now. What is your thought on the Instagram model? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had a feeling that you might ask me. And I still, I don't know, like I have, I do have mixed feelings, okay? Because I think Instagram is a really good, um, like mm-hmm. I've seen people use it for good things and I like have seen like Tara for instance I am I love the way that you use your Instagram for art like and like self-expression yeah. so I like yeah this is a bit of a touchy area but here's my here's just my thoughts and it's not knowing that it's not completely flushed out I'm not perfect please don't crucify me but um in my opinion it's just like not doing much good for womankind in my opinion because 
I mean, and like when I when I when I say Instagram model, I think of like the girl posting bikini pics over yeah. and over again, because I mean, or and also on the flip side of that, the girl posting bikini pics who isn't necessarily the ideal body type, I I don't think that that's doing much. I mean, okay, hear me out. Like I understand that that is changing the fact that we're not only bombarded with images of women's bodies that the society deems as perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is a good. But I don't think that we're going to change much just by, you know, people of non-ideal body types posting pictures of themselves in bikinis because what I would just like, I just don't think that's good enough. And I think that I would like to see a world where women are not focused on what their bodies look like. Yeah. And so when all these Instagram models are posting pictures that are clearly designed to just like draw your eye to their bodies, you know, like it's in my opinion, a it's like objectification of themselves Mm -hmm. and I just like want to be seen as more than that I just so I like I understand for the individual Instagram model that it like might be fulfilling for her but I just don't think that good outweighs the detriment that it does to the overall you know woman population yeah I see what you're saying for sure Mm -hmm. and I think that it is such a touchy subject because you want to be able to be the person that's in full support of whatever a woman decides to do or Mm -hmm. post and I do agree where I feel like there has, you know, the biggest trend that I've been seeing. So like with brands that just honestly ticks me off is that they'll do these swim or it's for a swimsuit brand, which is, I mean, we all need bathing suits, especially if we're in California, like we Mm -hmm. need bathing suits, but the campaign is so focused on diversity that it's almost like you guys, you only hired them. Do you guys cherry picked these people to, make everyone else believe you that these bathing suits are for everyone but we damn well know that the girl that's insecure is still not gonna buy it yeah so mm-hmm. we it, it's not yeah it's not doing anything i still think like, it's doing I, enough like i yeah, don't think yeah. I, I think that falls short and i don't and i actually think that it's almost one of those things like if you're not if you're not helping you're hurting like yeah you just yeah that's my thought and I'll, i just i'll be devil's advocate just to say that yeah. i think when we were growing up there were no models that were not the victoria's secret straight mm-hmm. body yes, and i think yes. that it, there's, yeah, there's been a lot of progress yeah, and i really sure. do like how a lot of but i understand what you're saying i like how a lot of campaigns are more like inclusive yeah of like everything i would rather it be that way but it's still annoying to know that <laughs> it's not yeah it's not changing yeah. the mind of yeah, it's, yeah, it's not changing issues, anyone's yeah. minds. Like, also, from a man's perspective, like, okay, from a straight man's perspective who's looking at, I don't know, I don't know if this happens, but, like, <laughs> if, it, if a man is looking through Instagram and he sees, like, some pictures of what society deems as the ideal yeah. body type in a bikini versus, like, uh, an, a quote-unquote non-ideal body type in a bikini, I don't think that he's all of a sudden going to be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, yeah. now beauty to me. Like, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's just my opinion. I just don't think that's doing, um, and I, that might not even be the goal, you know, maybe, and it yeah. shouldn't be like, it shouldn't yeah. be the goal. Um, but yeah, if, if the idea is to like change society's ideal or like to change what we think of as beautiful, um, I think that there, I don't really know what the solution is, but I don't think that that is quite cutting it. And yeah, like beauty in itself is like a huge, huge topic, but I ultimately just, like, don't want to see women reduced to just that. Like, we're not yeah. just pretty things to look at. Clearly, yeah. we have voices, and um, I just want to yeah. see more women using their voices and doing good for the world. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. 
Um, do you have, because I know that we have this talk a lot because I personally make comments about myself all the time and Tara mm-hmm. will get mad at me or whatever. <laughs> I get so Just not, mad. I, and I'm so, and I, like, I've, I know mm-hmm. that I make the comments and whatever, but like, what are, like, what is your advice to people that A, either have friends who yeah. like have someone with like that kind of body image issue or like just have the body image issue? issue. Yeah. So for us, for, for start, I guess, from the perspective of someone who is talking negatively about mm-hmm. themselves, because hello, I've been there. Yeah. Um, I think, well, this is again, such a huge topic. Yeah. I could seriously write a book yeah. about this, yeah. but um, I guess, if I'm someone who's making, I think it actually starts with people around them. It would be helpful. I think if I was in that place to have someone like make me aware of the fact that I was talking about myself in a self-deprecating way that like wasn't serving me or the people around me. Um, but I guess if you know it's an, if you know it's something that you'd like to change, I guess that's the first step. Yeah. Is assuming that you you would like to change the behavior. This is gonna sound so silly, but like these are things that I've done. You know, um, <laughs> just like first of all, it starts with you know, convincing yourself, really truly starting to believe that you're beautiful. And that sounds like maybe silly, cheesy to some people, but it's like, it's true. Like you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, you are beautiful. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I know I don't see you. You might not believe me. You're like, ah, shut up. But seriously, you're beautiful. right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't see see me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, 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 that resonates with me a lot because I, after graduating college being a dance major my activity rate went from eight hours a day to zero Mm -hmm. and I despised working out and I was so angry towards what dance had done to my brain that I just did the exact opposite which was nothing Mm -hmm. and I fell into depression and was battling depression and anxiety for a solid year and a half up to two years and I'm finally now at a place where I feel like I'm coming back and I'm like fully feeling like myself again. And during that period of time, I got stretch marks, I gained weight, I was so unhappy with what I saw in the mirror, I barely recognized myself. And I really do feel like that statement, I mean, therapy also helped, but (laughs) saying that statement to myself every day, even though I didn't believe it, got me to a place where I finally started to believe it. And of course it's not going to be a hundred percent because perfection is Mm -hmm. not possible. Yeah. It's not (laughs) possible. So of course there's going to be days I feel better than others, For sure. but I, I know what you mean because I, I think that my confidence was fake confidence for a while. I was just pretending that I felt great about myself and then it turned into real confidence. Like a fake it till you make it. Yeah, it was I've always seen you as like, a, I, and obviously we haven't been closer a super long time, but I've always seen you. Like, you have a very confident aura about you. Yeah. Like no matter what, it's, like, Highlands. Yeah, it's And never, maybe it yeah. would have been fake because I just didn't. Yeah, and it was. Well. It was. But it, it still yeah. is some days, but it's fake. And I think that I, or it was yeah. mainly fake, but I over-exaggerated my confidence to almost convince myself that yeah. I was the same way that I, or I felt the same way about myself that I used yeah. to feel. And that mm-hmm. definitely was not the case, but now I'm like, okay with admitting that too. And then also knowing that there's just going to just like, like how there's ebb and flows in life. There's going to be ebb and flows with your body and how you feel emotionally and yeah, physically. And it's okay to take a break from working out if you really don't want to. Yeah. And I have friends who, like, have seriously never worked out a day in their life. And I'm I'm just like, okay, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but, like, you know. And I've gone through lulls, too, of, like, seriously, I went through, like, a full year where I didn't 
work out after I discovered that I had such severe attachment issues to working out. Yeah. But yeah, I think faking it till you make it is a very, like, good starting place, but I don't think that... It is a substitute. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it's a substitute for doing like actual work and starting to truly believe it. I think the action helps for sure. Mm -hmm. It helps you start to believe it. But I think also trying to find some resources about like that convince you of the fact that your body is amazing. So like I personally learned so much about my body in the process of healing from my disordered eating and um, just became obsessed with like there's just this function like yeah. the, the body's yeah. function and like becoming so grateful for the fact that I have legs that walk around and yeah. can run like I have arms like I have a fully capable body and that is so much more than some people can say yeah like some people are wheeling around on wheelchairs and they're com- perfectly content yeah. like some people have one arm some people you know like I just am so blessed and I that you're able yeah just yeah. even the fact that and this is a whole other topic too but just even the fact that we're able to talk about this like as an issue is just it is due to our privilege and I know like that was not a helpful thing to like hear or to think about when I was struggling with it it was actually like it added a lot of guilt because yes I was like oh my gosh yeah I had been on mission trips and I had seen people who had no food no clothes yeah. no family and I was sitting over here like stretching choosing not to eat worrying yeah. yeah choosing not to eat when I had like an abundance of food yeah um so that's not at all to minimize the issues yeah that you might be facing with body image um but it is like a trigger i think to start being grateful for the things that you have not an added sense of guilt for for the feelings that you're feeling i think this is a really prevalent issue in our culture so don't like get yourself down too much but um yeah just become really grateful for all of the things that your body can do and just all the things not even aside from function too just like what an amazing thing your body is like carries around your soul you know like you're just yeah, yeah, I just um, think that's really good. And then also um, another kind of practical thing is if you're like tempted to, I know it's like hard to catch yourself sometimes when you're going to say a self-deprecating comment or something, but if you can to just start noticing when you're doing that and then mm-hmm. eventually maybe even like speaking up to your friend instead of saying the comment being like, hey, like I am actually struggling. Yeah. That might be a cue for you to speak up, mm-hmm. up to your friend about what yeah. you're struggling with. Yeah. What um, do you wish someone would have said or I mean I know you talked about this a little bit but what is there a difference between how you were receptive to information when you were younger versus now during this top like with in regards to this topic like how do you feel what is most helpful to you now like if you were to Mm -hmm. fall into something again right what would be most helpful versus when you were when dealing with it when you were younger. Yeah. So do you want me to say what I would have preferred when I was younger and what I prefer yes. now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, when I was younger, it would probably would have been really hard for me to accept anyone's advice, to be honest. Um, and because I just, like, was keeping it so hidden, I think that's very common. But if someone knew that I was struggling with um, an eating disorder or, um, like, exercise addiction and things like that back in the day, I think what would have been helpful... Honestly, and maybe not everyone agrees with this, but for me, I think it would have been really helpful if someone had just been like in a really loving way, just like been kind of straight up with me. And I don't know, I I actually kind of think my answer would be the same now. Um, And that might just have to do with my personality. I don't know. I don't think that would be effective. Yeah. Yeah. And and, yeah, exactly. It's like hindsight's 2020, but um, I know that there are people who like professionals, psychologists and things who would probably answer this question a lot 
better than me who like have experience of well, it's okay. families having to mediocre. <laughs> yeah, this is a mediocre answer for you. Um, so I think I would have I would have liked someone to just like express their concern, not from yeah. a place of judgment, but just to be like, hey, um, I don't I love you, and like I. Yeah. I just want you to know that I'm a little bit worried because you're you've lost a lot of weight, or yeah. I just like see you obsessing a lot about not you know what I mean use that word, but yeah. I just I see you being very careful about what you're eating. Yeah, that's what happened to me. That's like kind of what mm-hmm. someone I was soft. I think it was probably sophomore year, freshman or sophomore year, because mm-hmm. it was someone who was like two years older than me. Of we college, were in dance. no, oh, high school. High school. Um, and someone, like, I would just, like, something was going on in the locker room. They just, like, pulled me aside and, like, okay. gave me a hug and said something. Yeah. And I think it, like, it just, like, clicked. And I was like, oh, people other so people who are noticing you things. Or were you, were you yes, okay. someone who knew me. Yeah, that I think is super important. Like, if you are someone who notices that someone is, like, being, yeah. if, if you don't know someone very well, like, don't talk to them. Yeah. Talk to one of their friends about it and then ask them if they yeah. will. Like, not in a go behind your back, talk about this person yeah. kind of way. But I think that it's really important to have a strong relationship, like a foundation to build upon before you, like, go yeah. Something expressing so your sensitive. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And also, also, I think just, like, always to come from a place of concern and love for them and, like, wanting to understand instead of, uh, like, judgment or, that's obvious, or just, like, I don't know. Make it make it very clear that you're you're talking to them because you care about their well being and that all you want for them is like what's good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, I know we briefly touched and this will be one of our last about diet culture and I know you wanted to touch base a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, that. yeah. So I think like <laughs> well diet culture again is such a broad topic, yeah. but what I can say about diet culture is that I mean a lot of people might not know what that is, but and that's the point. Um we are living in a time where just like this, what we're talking about is so normal that people don't even think it's an issue. Like it is actually normal to have an eating disorder now that literally could be diagnosed. Um, and a lot of, I think I read somewhere it's like a miracle if you make it to age 30 without ever struggling with some sort of disordered eating behavior or body image issues. Um, so yeah, diet culture is kind of like from my understanding is just the fact that it's normal for us, especially as women, but like again, men too, to just spend our lives thinking that our life goal should be to reach a certain size yeah. or to mm-hmm. be reach a certain weight. And that's yeah. when we'll be happy. Yeah. Exactly. And that's or attract not the true. sex that you want to attract. Yeah. 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 And that's like what I'm hoping changes in my lifetime, hopefully. Is just like you don't like you can have bigger goals than that. Like you yeah. can have bigger dreams than to be a certain pant size. Yeah. Um, and if someone's not dating you because you're a size eight in pants, you don't want to date them. Oh, no. Exactly. Don't want to no, date no, them. Honey. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, You no, can honey. do better. I'm telling you. <laughs> Another you thing. You can do better. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, though, that I think is a little bit intimidating when I say, like, oh, that doesn't have to be your life goal is, and this happened to me, too, is, like, once I kind of woke up from this and started to heal from it through therapy and talking to people and um, changing my behaviors, reading good books, um was that like you have okay if you're spending 80% of your that's just my number but 80% of your thoughts thinking about your body and food and exercise and then all of a sudden you heal from that and like you all that 80% is now freed up for you that can be really freaking scary like you don't know what to do with yourself and so I think that can be very intimidating for people so just like a word of encouragement um it's okay if it takes time for you to figure out what to do with that time that you're gaining by like healing and don't be afraid of healing just because you don't know what you're going to do with that time because it trust me it's better to have that time to figure out what you're going to do than to be stuck in that place forever Mm -hmm. and like yeah to never be moving forward 
So I know that we don't have to get fully into this because I know it's a different topic on its own, but I know that you are vegan Mm -hmm. or you try to at least eat vegan. Plant-based, yeah. Plant-based. How how would you describe being vegan versus being on a diet? Yeah, this is such a good question. Thank you for... We don't have to really, like open up this like can of worms no, no, no. but yeah. like yeah, yeah. no I won't <laughs> oh that's a really good question so um I want to just say I in the midst of struggling with disordered eating went started becoming like went to the vegan diet and I was strictly vegan for a whole year so that was not a smart idea and it was definitely my eating disorder we'll call it disordered eating behaviors that led me to being vegan at first I mean among other things Um, So after being strictly vegan for a full year, I started to experience really bad health issues, mostly because I was not eating enough food. Um, But I did like start to incorporate uh, never like meat really again, but just some fish and eggs. I think a lot of that's like really trendy right now on YouTube for a lot of vegan people to like start to stop being vegan now in that way. But um, that was just kind of for me, like I just that was the beginning of me kind of starting to realize like oh, my body's actually really hating this. Like, I'm really uh, fatigued and just, like, I had lost my period. I couldn't exercise to the capacity that I was exercising before. Just constantly tired. And um, a lot of my family blamed the vegan diet um, for the reasons for, like, the symptoms that I was experiencing. Uh, Looking back was definitely... Well, it was the fact that I was just not eating enough food. Yeah. Um, So I gradually, like, as I... I guess, like, gained healing or received healing for my eating disorder problems, um, decided to go back being more plant-based. And I, like, kind of struggle to tell people that I'm vegan, like, full-on vegan, because it, like, pisses a lot of real, like, I guess real vegans off, because I do, like, I have chickens in my backyard, and on occasion, I'll eat their eggs. And, like, if I, you know, it's crazy that I have to even, like, defend this, you know, but, um... (laughs) Like if there's gets if there's another days, you know. if there's no other option for me like besides like a baked potato and a tuna sandwich and I'm starving like I'm gonna eat the tuna sandwich okay like I just I think that it's very possible to combine the ideals of like or I guess like a lot of people go vegan for ethical reasons or for environmental reasons and those reasons and also for health reasons but if we're talking about like um the risk I guess associated with yeah, being because I'm so anti-diet. Yeah. Like diets yeah. breed. It is a scientific fact that diet diets. Not okay. It's like it's heavily supported by the mediocre scientific evidence. It's a mediocre. It's a mediocre fact. Mediocre fact. But it's only like, this ninety-five percent. This is a fact here. Okay. <laughs> we only say mediocre facts, so okay. I can well, not say the real facts. <laughs> no, this is the real fact. No, yeah, you can continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a mediocre slash real fact that ninety-five percent of diets fail. Something like that. Ninety-five yeah. plus. Um people almost always like gain the weight back yeah and so for me like the only reason that I can call myself plant-based now is because I don't view it as restricting anything yeah. at all like I have no desire it's like your full diet and yes. it's your life it's what you eat it's not a spurt of time that you're doing this no like yeah. crash this diet to lose weight for a vacation it's, yeah it's so funny said that okay you go first just one word of caution though because some people will try to trick themselves and other people around them by saying oh it's not a diet it's a lifestyle like i'm gonna do this forever when really it's a diet like yeah. no you can't do that forever actually like there's all these little fad diets that people are doing in my family and stuff too and it's just like um i'm so happy my sister just told me today that her and her husband are no longer keto which I have nothing you know like if you're 
I don't want to get too deep it's into that. It's hard to maintain. Yes, I don't want to get too deep into that, but it's just, like, for me personally, and I know for a lot of people in this world, mm-hmm. it's hard to just, like, do any sort of restrictive thing. Especially coming from the mental place that we're in. Yes, if you've dealt with or st- are still struggling with body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. and that's from even thinking that you don't look good in a pair of pants. Like, yeah. that's, like, yeah. slight body dysmorphia. If you have issues with that and you turn to dieting to make you feel better, you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. I went through kind of another smaller eating disorder mm-hmm. era, I guess, in my life when I started working at Press Juicery. Just oh. because <laughs> the people coming in there and, like, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, I had worked at Jamba Juice, which is, like, something that, like, not, like, people come in there whatever um but like press juicery had a very specific type yeah, of person and i was like juicing yeah and i yeah. It, i was worked at the one in carlsbad and then i worked at the one in newport so like they're both like pretty like affluent areas affluent yes. areas and like we would have like girls like middle school high school come in and like say they're gonna do a juice cleanse and just oh, like stuff man. like that and i just wanted to like shake them and be like you don't have to yeah you don't need it <laughs> Like, it just was crazy. And even if you were big, yeah. like, you don't need that. That will ruin your metabolism, actually. Yeah. So, but like, it was so crazy, like, the people... Because when, when I worked there, like, you're kind of taught you do not say, like, this this cleanse is going to make you lose weight. Because, A, it's yeah. not. <laughs> and I usually said, I was like, well, if you usually eat more calories than this, the cleanse is, like, 1,100 calories or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll probably lose weight, but you're probably going to gain it back because most of it is water weight. Mm-hmm. And people just didn't understand that. Yeah. So it was just like one of those things, like people coming in to like just drink a bunch of juice and be like, "Oh, this is a quick fix." I'm like, "I'm so healthy." I'm like, "It's just yeah. it's a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Juices have a lot of sugar." Yeah. So you're gonna get a headache. Yeah. You're not drinking enough water. There's just like so many things. I'm just like maybe for a day if you're whatever, but like people going like these seven day juice cleanse or like kids going. I was just like, oh, mm. I, I don't like this. You see, Instagram, just blowing up with, try this detox tea try this oh, green the juice. cheese don't work girls okay, let me tell you i just <laughs> i just wrote an article for deal design blog can i say that yeah okay. <laughs> about i just had to research for this article that we did on um influencer marketing strategies and just so you know regardless of it, whether it's a diet product or whatever these people are making money you know like that's the main reason that the they're doing it is just for them to have their yeah business flourish and to take as many asses as they can while still trying to uphold some kind of standards yeah. so they pretend like they take them it's just absurd <laughs> did i say something that she didn't like <laughs> grammar police i'll tell you later no it's just fucking no, erica she wrote it down she's like tara used the wrong exam it was not grammar it was not grammar it sounded like you said something that you it, you didn't sound like you said ads okay oh it's my a- god <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so glad that we had something to prove my point of you being grammar. I wasn't correcting your grammar. Okay. Also, just so I know, Eric and I spend Monday through Friday, like, all day together. Commute. Like, to commute. commute. Like, all, all day. day. Today, we have been together all day. <laughs> you looked at the clock, could not I calculate that you were together from 8 to 8, and that was 12 hours. Yeah, because we were together eight and now it's eight, but I have no idea what that means. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, so she she is very direct with me with my speech. I'm <laughs> my speech. 
I'm not a mean person. No, you're not. But we're like sisters. I'm just trying to make you better. I I want to be better, so thank you. The thing about Tara too is now that we're all just shitting on Tara. Yes, it's been shit on Tara week. Honestly, she'll like sometimes say something and then just like throw a big word in, like photosynthesis, and then she's like, wait a minute. Not the right word. And then she'll like go back and say it. I'm like, oh, we're just not going to talk about that. What did you say? Uh, I wish I remembered. You said something and you're like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait. Oh, you're right. That wasn't. All right, moving on. That's not the right word. She tries. I won't, yeah. I won't get into the spelling problems. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why she's graphic this design. Is why, this is why it's a podcast. I don't write this. She doesn't write anything. Let's wrap this up with a book. Okay. Um, I just do want to... Uh, yes, yes, yes. I just want to... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sh- shout out. Shout out, Jamie. <laughs> yes, yes, Shout yes. out, Jamie. Shout oh, out, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> so, shout out. <laughs> Who knew it was going to be from me? I know, not me. Oh, sorry. Um, I just wanted to, because I think a lot of people are probably, like, listening and being like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, yes, I struggle with all of this. Like, I okay what do I do about it you know and so I just like want to offer a word of hope and also point people to like the number one resource that helped me when I was going through this like seriously better than counseling better than anything was this book that I read okay and it's called intuitive eating it's written by two people but I can only remember Evelyn Triboli I can never remember the other shout out Evelyn Evelyn seriously if you're struggling with any sort of like disordered eating or you think that you might be or even if you just want to learn about it more this book changed my life and it seriously changed the way that i viewed myself and my behaviors so intuitive eating i appreciate it Mm -hmm. yeah well honestly we're just so happy to have a guest on this podcast too it's been an honor to shoot the shit with you i know (laughs) not that we don't do it but to have it documented is just makes me so happy plus you just have such a light and powerful i like just message with the topic so we're just really happy that you're able to speak about it because i know that it is not the easiest topic to um, admit that you have dealt (laughs) with and then also to publicly I mean, you have kind of publicly talked about it, which is mm-hmm. another thing that I kind of wanted you to plug too, is that you have started your blog. It's true. Yeah, so plug all your stuff. I'll plug, I'll plug away. <laughs> <laughs> my, so my blog is called theericapage.com. That's a pun, okay, get ready. It's the Erica, E-R-I-C-A, page, P-A-I-G-E, because page is my middle name. Wow. And it's like a web page. Do you get it? Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my blog is at ericapage.com. Um, getting ready to post on there more consistently. Haven't been the most consistent. Sorry. But there's, if I can recommend one post to read that's in the same vein yeah. as this. Um, it's your most recent one. Uh, it's, yeah, my my body image story. I yeah, so. I think it's the most recent. So, yeah. And then, yeah, Instagram, same thing, the Erica page. The Erica page. Um, I'm not really on. I, I have been taking a social media hiatus, but I'll probably be back eventually. <laughs> yeah, we told her that she has to go back to at least promote MMA, so. Oh, I for sure will. You guys are so amazing. I'm, oh. This is usually such an honor to be your first guest, and I, like, seriously, I listen to, I tell them every time uh, we're, like, driving in the car together or anything, that I listen as soon as, like, Tuesday morning I'm getting ready. <laughs> she does, and it's really sweet yeah, because she, really I, sweet. she comes over to my house for the commute, and she's like, I already listened, and I'm like, how? <laughs> The sun came out 20 minutes ago. How did you already listen? But yeah, um, yeah just 
Love you. I love you guys. You know how I feel. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess we can just plug our handles now, too. If you wanted to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is at T-E-R-R-A. A-N-N-D-E-A-L. It's Tara and Deal spelled out. <laughs> and mine is K-Joy C-A-I-T-J-O-Y-O-Y. I just blanked out. I was like, how do I spell my name? Um, you can follow our podcast at MMA Pod. Also, we are on iTunes, like we said last week, so please rate, review, subscribe. Is it subscribe. iTunes or Apple, Apple Music? Apple Podcasts, but for Apple all those podcast. millennials, it's iTunes. Okay, you guys, we know what we're talking about when we say iTunes, so thank it's God. Purp- if you're on iPhone, it's the purple app with a the P. purple app with the P. And yes, we're on Spotify and every other platform. I'm assuming every other we're platform. On, yeah, we're on like 10 platforms, but the only two people listen to Rose. Oh, no, no, no. My sister said she listens to on some, I don't know, some, cr- I don't know. No, <laughs> no there's <laughs> really <laughs> It's a crusty app. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys have been just so awesome yeah, with reposting Continue to tag us, and, yeah. follow us, tell your friends. We appreciate it a lot. Yeah, we really tell do. Your friends. Tell your friends. friends. And we are coming out with new episodes every Tuesday still, so yeah. make sure you subscribe and we'll see you next week. Yeah, check us out next week. ASMR. Bye. No. <laughs>